What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie J. Lopez. Hope you're all doing well. Before we get into it, please follow the podcast page, allow for notifications, rate the podcast. Also, follow me on social media at Frequency Studios underscore on Instagram and at Frequency Studios on TikTok. Consistent content, including a few album reviews that don't make the podcast. We got an all right one today Ed Sheeran's Subtract. Ed Sheeran, English pop and folk singer songwriter, coming onto the scene back in 2011 with his debut album Plus. This project led to his first hit single, The A Team, winning play of breakout artist awards out of the gate. Sheeran truly became a household name around 2014 with his second album, Multiply. This album gave us the lead single that would eventually become the quintessential wedding song, Thinking Out Loud, subsequently earning the 2016 Grammy Award for Song of the Year. 2017, Ed gave us Divide, another hit that still infiltrates dance floors to this day, while leading that project to becoming the best-selling album worldwide of that year. Fair to say his subsequent two albums did not yield similar heights to those that came before it, although it would be false to say that he didn't continue to chart to some success that many artists only dream of. Outside of some of the singles, Ed isn't really a pop artist I go to regularly, especially for originality or excitement. Even on the stronger singles he's had throughout the years, he's relied on fairly surface-level songwriting to carry the track into a chorus that can either make or break how impactful the song ultimately is. And when it comes to creating sticky hooks that stand the test of time, Ed Sheeran has succeeded at this, but on a full-length project, those tend to be few and far between. So now we have the album Subtract, one that features Ed going into more of a somber direction. And going into this album, it's worth acknowledging all the stuff that Sheeran has gone through in the recent years. Firstly, his wife's tumor diagnosis while pregnant with their second child in 2022, something we learned about earlier this year, and something that you wish on absolutely no one, and I am genuinely praying and hopeful for a recovery. This along with the plagiarism court case that Ed recently won, the death of his friend Jamal Edwards. You can't imagine that Ed was in the best state of mind when creating this album. Album, which is made quite obvious when you listen to this thing. We hear Sheeran tackling thoughts of anxiety, depression, suicide, and more on this album. But thankfully, there is occasionally this underlying tone of positivity that things are going to be all right, which I find endearing. And we get that right at the top of the album on the track Boat, a guitar ballad where Sheeran pens about staying strong through tough times and not letting hardships bring him down. Although all the chances he takes in love don't work out and his scars may not heal, he ultimately doesn't let those things deter him from being happy. From here, though, we transition to our first head scratcher of the track, list Saltwater, Ed attempting to tackle suicide, and this track, to his credit, has some vivid imagery as he essentially describes him or some character approaching their final moments on Earth before eventually letting the listener know that it was all a dream. But I admittedly get the feeling that these verses kind of romanticize the concept a bit, especially as we approach the hook that feels somewhat bright. That impression comes to me on bars like, and come kiss me saltwater, oh finally I feel at three or four degrees, I'm free in saltwater, embrace the deep and leave everything. And now, not to say that Ed isn't allowed to express his truth, assuming that this is the way he truly felt at some point, but I can't help but feel like the wires are crossed for me on the messaging here. We get a slight bounce back on the next few tracks, resulting in a fairly decent first leg of this album. Eyes Closed is about Sheeran losing a person close to him, going out and thinking of that person through the songs played, and simply imagining them there. Life Goes On is topically similar, and I genuinely love that Ed is able to express himself in such a way to feel these emotions. However, from an execution perspective, these tracks could have been better. Instrumentally, for example, the former Eyes Closed does have a bounce to it with these upbeat guitar plucks, but it is quite bare and lacks any development or growth. And oftentimes, especially on the latter track, Life Goes On, we have Ed attempting to go off the strength of his vocals to carry otherwise generic songwriting choices. And I think up until this point in Ed's career, we're somewhat familiar with these emotional tracks where he relies on the same formula of quiet verses that lead to a supposedly powerful hook. It's almost like we're always just waiting around for a hook to see if it blows us away and at this point of his career, it just feels too ridiculous.
redundant of an approach to feel unique or special anymore. To give credit where credit is due, Ed is putting in the effort to pen songs that are meaningful to him. But given at a high level, I'm not in love with Ed's vocals anyways. Combining that with the generic structure, songs like Life Goes On have me respecting the topic, but not necessarily the execution. This isn't always the case, though, as we approach one of the peaks on the album with the next couple of tracks. Dusty is more of a lo-fi pop moment with sins to add some color. About a loving moment with his daughter where they're enjoying each other's company, listening to music. Ed's writing shines with nice imagery and vividness in the storytelling, not only describing their interactions, but the environment around them. For example, bars like The Day is Breaking into Powder Blue, Sunlight is Framing Our Every Moment, What a Way to Start Off the Day with You. Then we get End of Youth, which is one that I have somewhat mixed feelings about, since again, the structure is formulaic, but it's hard to ignore Ed's songwriting on there, some of the best that we get on this entire album. Talking about his emotions and actions when feeling depressed, struggling to feel better. I really like the hook where he describes the transition into adulthood, describing that openness and warmth that we have in our youth deteriorating, leaving us to face our darker demons as we grow older. The sound isn't my favorite, but the writing does bring it over as Ed talks about his emotions and actions when feeling depressed and struggling to feel better. Unfortunately, the album's true low point comes when Ed isn't able to sustain the creativity in his writing, leaving things feeling either surface level or duplicative, or in the case of Colorblind, kind of confusing, saying that our personalities and the people we love are like colors, they change like a kaleidoscope depending on the day, some days are red, some days are green, and honestly, just an analogy that doesn't land for me at all, it's very Sesame Street. On Curtains, Ed is coming out of a bad depressive mood on a rock-inspired instrumental, again coming off to surface level to be inspirational for me, and with the following piano ballad borderline topically hitting a similar vein, we're getting to a point where things are growing stale, and Ed needs to introduce new sounds or approaches to keep the writing more interesting. That being said, the higher falsetto he tries to do on this track is not it. Actually, it makes it more of a tough listen. The track Vega references Ed's wife and her recent diagnosis that does pull at a heartstring, but unfortunately, the hook and verses blandly blend together, which is a shame. You would hope that a track like this would set itself apart. Thankfully, though, I think the following track, Sycamore, does this emotional topic justice, while also being the first of a solid closing run for this project. Ed here being direct and honest as he sheds light into the situation, walks through the real-life scenarios he went through with lyrics like, waiting on professionals to tell you how it is, what's he gonna say after I think you better sit, brace yourself, something's about to hit. Writing like that really strikes you, especially when it's such a real moment. Then we get No Strings, where Ed is coming in with a fresh topic that comes over well, another piano ballad, but here Ed flips the concept of No Strings to mean his love for someone actually having no strings, and that regardless of what happens to their relationship, he will always love that person. Ed saves the best track for last on here, The Hills of Aberfeldy, a beautiful guitar ballad that's actually carried by its arrangement and vocals, Ed expressing that his love for this person is so warm and strong that it could withstand even the most extreme cold, essentially a metaphor that suggests that their love can conquer all in its path. And this ending is a good example of what you can get on the highs of this project. Although few and far between, we do get passionate songwriting moments where Ed is really wearing his heart on his sleeve. Unfortunately though, the writing isn't necessarily strong from front to back, whether it be due to recycling topics or a concept that just doesn't land, not to mention the track list being muddied with formulaic and predictable song structures and vocal performances. This album shows me that Ed is very capable of making something that stands out. I just think he needs to break away from some of these habits that he's used to and try to get a little bit more creative with his approaches. This one's a five for me. So those are my thoughts. Do you agree? Do you think I'm crazy? DM me on social media and let me know. Also, let me know what you'd like me to review next. Until next time, I will see y'all later. <laughs>